Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 334 for the week of January 31st, 2015. We're out of January, folks. There's none left. I don't know if people are happy about that or sad, but we're going to have to come up with a new month. Got a suggestion, Anna? How about February? Feb-today it is. Uh, so, yeah. It's January. There ain't much going on. I'm not gonna lie, folks. It's it's slow news time. To the point where people are shutting down their video game sites. Oh well. So, how you doing, Anna? Anna Marie Privateer is here, my wonderful wife. Also here with us, Alex Fuller from England. We don't shut down. We go on forever. Uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that was the that was so insensitive what he said. <laughs> um I guess our heart goes out to those folks over at Joystick and all its subsites that got shut down by AOL. I got a question for everybody. How is AOL still around? What the heck are they doing nowadays? Um buying websites and shutting them down? Yeah, and like last year they got rid of Winamp. Like, what the heck? There's no llama ass whipping anymore? Oh, they're going on anyway. So about else bought them. Okay. They're going to put out a new version this year. Yay! Is it going to be llama tested, mother approved? I don't know. That's a good question. I hope so. Me too. So, with no, uh, with no, you know, eh, no, uh, joystick, we're going to have to find a new place to go for our wow news. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Well, it sounds like they're going to set up a new site anyways. Yeah. I mean, they have a huge leader. They have a huge readership. So (laughs) Not huge enough for AOL, apparently. uh, I think they'll be okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, enough about them. I want to hear about you. Anna Marie, what have you been playing? I've been playing shouted hockey players. How's that work? We lost. Uh, so it doesn't work very well at all, huh? <laughs> well, it's a team that we either completely blow them out or we completely blow them out. That's or, nice. Usually wait. I go to you with these things. I wasn't there last night. I had to work. Yes, and we had a lot of fun without you. <laughs> oh, great. It was the first time we get up on the Jumbotron. Hey, you and I have been up there once. We have? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. We were cheering. Okay. It was during the smile thing or during the kiss cam or something. I don't know. No, we haven't kissed. That I know for That was sure. a smile thing. Okay. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I remember. We got on it finally. So, how do you forget that? Mm-hmm. You're mean. Yes, I am. So, after last week, I did play Honey Pop. Which is the a game is gross. Which is both a fantastic match three game and pornographic. So, so we don't cover it, right? <laughs> no, we're not going to cover it. <laughs> which is funny because I mean it's it's basically Puzzle Quest with different and cool mechanics and well naked people and it shows you naked people. Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. I know. Ah. Um, 
Yeah, eventually get to the point where you can sleep with people and it's a really awful mini game with terrible moaning. I think they're going for pornography. Oh, I heard the moaning. Yeah, it's it's laughably bad. And I can't tell if they were going for serious or if they were going for satire. Because that's how bad it is. I think they were going for making you laugh. Okay. So, I, if you like Match 3 and don't mind some pornography, play it. Because the Match 3 is great. <laughs> um, and then, to continue with my bizarre games, I played Hatful Boyfriend. No, Hatful Boyfriend. Um, which is a game You where dated pigeons. I did date pigeons. In fact, I got three different endings. The game is very short. Actually, only takes You haven't about... tried to just play through till it won't let you go anymore. Um. Okay. I don't really know what that means. Like, instead of trying to get with somebody, you just keep going through the days. Oh. Hmm. You're right. It's hard not to aim for somebody, though, because everything you do puts you on the path towards somebody. Well, you'll just have to uh, put those birds on a wire and focus on something else. <laughs> um, and so I decided to focus after that on Butterfield Heroes. So I started... Really? Off, yeah. I didn't know you were playing that. Yeah, I, I haven't played a ton of it. I've played like enough to get to like the first town and hit level four. So it's supposed to be relatively short. It's only like 10 to 12 hours. So that'll be good. Nice short game. Not I like the music in Boot Hill Heroes. It's done by Jake Kaufman, yes. a.k.a. Vert. He does, like, the Shantae music and other fine chiptune bass soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And, um... And I've been playing a lot of Farmville. Really? Yeah. Farmville? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Farmville, too. Alex, save us. What have you been playing? Well, I've been playing Secret Review Game. Ooh. Secret review game. Okay, hang on, hang yes. on, hang on. Uh oh. What, what are we hanging on? Detective work. Oh, we're gonna figure out what game he's playing that yes. he can't confirm for us. Correct. Well, I, I can. I don't think it's a secret. I'm actually playing it, but it's oh. more fun to pretend it is. All right, so we're gonna figure it out. You're playing Monster Hunter Four. No. You're playing Criminal Girl. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Can we go well, back to you playing Monster Hunter 4? Because it would be way more interesting. <laughs> no, but I want to know how inappropriate this game is. Monster Hunter? It's... No, Criminal Girl. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not pornographic. Okay. Quite. Um, how... Well, Anna's how out. You... <laughs> <laughs> how would you compare it to, say, Conception 2? Because you played that, right? Yeah. Uh, it's probably closer to the Agorist. Okay. To the Agwest stuff, and they're probably a bit more inappropriate. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I think yeah, mostly because of the age thing. Ah, uh, the age thing. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they all minors? Uh, there's a there's a couple who are uh, probably not, but yes, there's. Okay. Yeah, there's a few of them who are who you would rather doubt it if the. If a game sort of said it, they were 18, honest. 
<laughs> so how much punishment have you doled out? Uh, a fair bit. It's a, that's basically the main way that you get um, skills for the characters. Fair enough. And it's, it's basically all done using the two touchscreens on the Vita. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They really get you involved there, huh? <laughs> Yeah. You know what the best part is, Chris? I'm pretty sure you have this pre-ordered for me. Oh, I probably do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, after Honey Pop, I, any, anything's going to be great. <laughs> you don't have to The actual off you bet isn't bad, though. We'll give it that good. much. That's good. Yeah, you haven't mentioned if the gameplay was worthwhile. Well, uh, there's a review embargo until, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So I'm being a bit... Oh, that, but I will I will have an impression up sort of at that point. You better. Dude, I didn't Did we just change your title on the site? You're listed as news director now. Yeah, I've been doing that for <laughs> You've been doing what, it for a year or something? <laughs> well, I think it was about four or five months. Okay. I thought you I think I think I think it changed point. a couple a month or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't notice it till just this week, but in the stories I'm like, news director? When did he get a promotion? And I was like, he's been a news director for like six months. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I just came into ownership. Nobody's told me these things yet. <laughs> I need to surround myself with better um, assistance. Hey! We, we thought it was better if you didn't know what was going on. Yes. <laughs> well, there was no expectation of knowing what was going on. <sighs> uh, huh? Poor Chris. Poor Chris. Hashtag ownership problems. <laughs> I got ownership nine... gate. Ownership gate? No. <laughs> so uh, what is uh, what is what is what can you actually talk about that you've been playing? Uh, I was just obviously started playing Frozen Cortex. Wait, what's what? that? I've never heard of that. This is it's basically turn-based five-a-side American football played by robots. Wait, what? What is this called? There were many words in there, and they didn't really make sense. Five bait? What? Five, five aside, American football played by robots. Okay. Now I understand what you're saying, and it's still insane. What's what's the name of the game? Frozen Cortex. It used to be known as Frozen Endzone, but they renamed it. So this is different than the sports ball game. That uh, Blood Bowl. It's a bit. Oh no no no! Not Blood Bowl. Not Blood Bowl. Oh. I'm talking about the one that came out. That's like hockey and bowling and basketball and. Huh? Oh. It came out of yeah, no, it's, it's not that. free. Yeah. All oh, right. No, so yeah, this, no, is this is Frozen Cortex. Oh my gosh! The, yeah, robots. So is this like the evolution of Bill Lambeer's combat basketball? I mean, what is this? Oh, is this a Kickstarter t- Kickstarter type game? Yeah. Uh, I'm There's 18 of... levels of pre-orders on their webpage. <laughs> What the heck? Yeah, there's quite a few on Steam as well. So it's by a company, a sort of an indie dev who made something else, which I'm trying to remember the name Frozen of. Frozen Synapse, they made. Yes, that's yes, that's I've the one. I've heard of that game before. But yeah, this is a, this is their follow-up, which is but yes, revolving around American football rather than <laughs> American football on a field that has crates scattered all over it. Oh yes. <laughs> It's a little different than American football. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there are, there are quite a few rule differences, but that's that's the closest sports to compare it to. 
They're throwing the ball at each other. Okay. Uh, you, you basically so you have two two teams, and you get to basically take take turns doing it. But both the turn both teams' turns play out at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that's how you can intercept a pass and stuff. Yeah. So you sort of have to predict what the other person's going I to do. I just saw one of these robots kick really another one in the head. Oh yeah, that that would be uh, either tackling. Oh, tackling. Okay. Yeah. Boot to the face, tackle. God. Well, they're robots, yeah. so we don't have to worry about concussions. Oh, yeah. there's, 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 no, there's no face mask penalties or anything like that in this one. No. And to my sister, I leave a can, boot to the head. Can you b- blow up the robots? Uh, no, they don't blow up, sadly. Oh. Hmm. So what are their stats for? Uh, I think their stats affect things like speed, how quickly they throw it, and things like that, because yeah, cause each turn you get... Last until sort of something big happens, so either someone throws and catches it or gets tackled or anything like that. So this is actually kind of a turn-based strategy game, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You get, you get seven points if you score a touchdown, but you can also get two points if you run over one of these scoring zones while carrying the ball. Ah. They should have just made this like Powerball from American Gladiators. <laughs> oh, well. Here's hoping. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, we had that in UK Gauteus as well. I did like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, they recently added a single player mode. Yay. So you can play against robot robots? Yes. Good. But it, sort of, it adds a sort of both a knockout game type and a sort of persistent league, which includes sort of various random storylines. So I think there's one in there's one in my game at the moment where there's a crazy robot who refuses to use a proper translator is being accused of throwing games. It's so quite amusing. He, so he talks in zeros and ones. No, he uses one that just makes it's like a it's like a bad Google Translate. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, I like this so, game premise. So, yeah. It's about as useful as Marshall Lynch in there. Yes. <laughs> in a press conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well put. Um, what was I going to say? No, he answered questions recently. He had a Skittles Q&A. Oh, yeah, was... <laughs> Did you watch that? That was Yeah, I, I, I saw that one. <laughs> it's like, if you could be a Skittle, what color would it be? Do you really taste the rainbow? I like his official one, though, because he came out to his first Super Bowl one and was like, um, I'm only here so I don't get fined. That was his answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first day. The second day was, you know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I told you yesterday. <laughs> I missed that one. That's perfect. Yeah. But apparently I suck at this game so far. Aww. I managed to win my second match, but then... It looks really lost. hard. Yeah, then probably not lost the next four. There's a lot. It's there's a lot of things. It's got quite a steep learning curve because there's a lot of sort of advanced tactics you can use. And if you if you miss something, then the kids will quite happily just take it and score a touchdown on you. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, good. it seems fun, and I shall Keep enjoy going. playing yeah. through it. All right. Yeah. And you it's played even, something else. It looks like. Oh, more 14, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How's that going? 
That's cool. Well, I've actually finally started going through the story stuff that I haven't sort of done since 2.1. <laughs> Oh, so I think I think I'm sort of just starting on the 2.4 patch story stuff. At some point, I got to do all that. At some point, I have to hit level 50. Yeah, yeah, I got to do that too. Well, it took me a while to do that <laughs> in the first place. Class, <laughs> no. <laughs> At least I have that. You do? Yeah. Oh, good for you. I'm a black mage. Ah, nice. It is free logging weekend this week. Ooh, we're still subbed because we're. Oh, uh, no, we're yeah. not. Oh, no. oh, no. I, 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 know, Alex, I saw Max Storm had gone online and visited my poker room slash hot tub. <laughs> no, I built it in the free company. Oh. I built a poker. I built a poker room, and then put a hot tub in it. Is this in like the free company building? Yeah, that's great. Can we actually play poker in there? Um, no. Are they adding triple triad to the game? Well, that's true. That's, that's what they're doing, right? Then we can play yeah. that in there. Uh-huh. It finally has a purpose. Black backroom <laughs> deals over triple triad. Someone gets upset and shoots someone else. Um, Fortunately, it's in a game, so it doesn't actually matter. Blink, blink, blink. What? It's a, it's a poker room. Someone's got to get shot for cheating, Nana. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Alice is not here this week, but we're going to assume she played EVE Online and Final Fantasy fourteen. That sounds about accurate. I, it seems pretty delivered. safe. Say what? Missiles were delivered. Yeah. Uh, yeah, missiles were delivered. <laughs> yep, no doubt about that. Uh, I played uh, I played Mario. Just a lot of Mario. You played a lot of Mario. This I finally, I went back and I finished off New Super Mario Brothers. After saying forever that I can't do it, I can't do it, I went back and beat World 8. Um, I probably said that last week. And then I went through and played all of New Super Mario Bros. 2 and beat that. Yay. And then this past week I went through and played uh, Super Mario 3D Land. And um, I guess, how do you say that? I beat I beat the regular worlds. I did not beat the special worlds. And I feel done with the game, though it's really good. So I might go back and actually do the special worlds. I'm not sure yet. I just kind of want to keep moving on and play other games. Whereas New Super Mario Brothers 2, the special world is one world. New Super Mario 3D Land, the special world is every world again. So I was like, oh, that's a little daunting. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, the, the good Mario experiences all around. Um, I went back after that and tried to see, hey, maybe I can go start knocking down other Mario-related games. So I pulled out Yoshi's Island on my 3DS and realized, I don't know that I like that game. Not enough to play it. <laughs> it seems okay, and I like how fast Yoshi runs because I don't have to hold down the B button, and I, that's really nice. But at the same time, it's like, hmm, I don't know if I'm liking this or not. So I don't know that I'm going to go the Yoshi Island route. Sorry. Mm. So then I sat back down and uh, beat Disgaea 3. So I've oh, beaten you the, did beat it. I beat, I beat the main story. Um, there's still like at least two entirely separate side stories and some optional characters to unlock and stuff. So I got to go knock that stuff down first before I'm done with the game. But yeah, progress, progress, progress. Chris beaten games. So Who is Chris and what have, I, uh, Chris and what have you done? With that's a Chris is dead. Long live Chris. I see. And Power Lord's got a good, good list there. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Wii U and Super Mario 3D World. 
Oh, I believe me, I'm looking at all those. Though our copy of New Super Mario Brothers Wii may be missing, so I have to go figure that out. Yeah, it may have been stolen. No, I lent it to Caleb. Uh, oh. Caden. Yeah. Rather. Yeah, it's gone. You yeah. ain't getting that back. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so I have to see if I can pick up a used copy or just not care about Wii and just skip right to New Super Mario Wii U. And then you can, like, place blocks in my way. Yeah. Just like you did when I was playing. Yeah, yeah. For like you played for an hour. Mm, Give me a break. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Oh, sorry, my cat's here. And And that she is like demanding your attention. I think that's uh, that. I feel like I accomplished something this week playing all these Mario games. Um, Let's see. Insightful commentary on the games I have played would include New Super Mario Brothers Two. Not as bad as people seem to say it is. Super Mario 3D Land, as great as people say it is. <laughs> and uh, Disgaea 3. Story's cute, but ultimately unfulfilling. Uh, I think Disgaea's 2 story was better. Um, hopefully the side stories will be more entertaining, especially in their you know 60 to 90% completion areas, because that's where I felt Disgaea 3's main story was a bit weak. Um, the ending was okay, but uh, it's just that those later chapters kind of meh. And I'm hoping to enjoy Disgaea 4 more than 3, but we'll see. Um, I think that's it for games we played, right? So let's move on to your feedback. We had a question Yay, last feedback. week. We had a question last week about uh, what 2015... No, what games did you want remade? In 2015? Well, wasn't that I it? I think it was a general what games you want. Yeah, what games do you want people yeah, to make? If no, you could a, no, pick a, a no, pie in the sky game to come out this year, what would it be? Right. All right, well, here we go. First up, uh, all these came in through our forums, by the way. Board.rpg.com is how you can get on our forums, and you can join the discussion. Join the discussion! And you can post uh, messages. We're going to be upgrading our forums soon, so sweet. I'm finally uh, getting to a newer version that doesn't have as many security holes and hopefully is a little easier to skin. First up, Bobby Watson says, not so long time listener, first time commenter. Thank you, Bobby. Nice to hear from you. Anyway, to answer the question of the week regarding which RPG I would like to see this year, my pie in the sky, Impossible Wish, is for a remake of Panzer Dragoon Saga. I would love to be able to play that game without having to pay insane eBay prices, which I have played. This is Chris speaking. Not to mention buying a working Saturn. Hey, that part's cheap. That's 40 bucks. It's the insane eBay prices that are the problem. Suffer eye-piercing blurry polygons. Now that's true. On my TV or have to resort to piracy to play something that comes highly recommended by the guests on an old episode of RPG Backtrack. Anyway, great episode. It was fun to listen to. I was stuck in working on a Sunday morning. So one thing you can do, Bobby, is buy the game for insanely high eBay prices or at a used game convention and then pop it in your computer and play it with a Saturn emulator. Because <laughs> they'll play the discs. <laughs> that way you don't have to feel as bad about it and it's slightly less blurry, but not really. Azillus writes in and says, Hey, the game I'd most like to see made is Anachronox 2, and it'll never happen. Anachronox still had so much story left to tell after the credits roll. Still one of my all-time favorite games. Unfortunately, the game next on my list is Pillars of Eternity. Or, not unfortunately, fortunately, the game next on my list is Pillars of Eternity, which might actually come out this year. Uh, One other thing, I think from last week's podcast, Anna has mentioned a couple times that the original Devil Survivor 2 was a 3DS game. 
She might have played it on the 3DS, but it was most definitely released for the original DS. Devil Survivor 2 was to Devil Survivor 1 what Persona 4 was to Persona 3, a quick follow-up on the same system using basically the same template and released very late in the system's life cycle. I think the 3DS was already out when Devil Survivor 2 was released, and Azillus is correct. I know we've gotten confused about that, but Anna did know that correctly at one point. I know. I, I, uh, and the funny thing I've is... I've known that. <laughs> is I, I should have remembered that because it was one of the first DS games that I played on my 3DS, and you incessantly made fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you know that. I know you knew that, but that's not a big deal. But hey, so. if I say something dumb and wrong on the podcast, definitely feel free to shoot us an email or post on the forums and tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, the Devil Star stuff's confusing. I'd much rather be corrected. And the important thing to remember, of course, is they're remaking it for 3DS anyway. So you'll be able to play one and two overclocked, right? Yes. Essentially. All right. Uh, Davey D says, hey. Well, I'm obviously excited for Shadowrun Hong Kong, which is supposed to be released by the end of the year. That's just getting kickstarted right now by the Shadowrun folks, in case you aren't following along. Yes, Chris has backed it. And I hope for many more Shadowrun CRPGs from Harebrained Schemes in the future. Um, but the game I'd most like to see is a sequel to or remake of Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura. This game had an absolutely amazing setting and atmosphere and a really great character creation system. And it was good, a good attempt at an open world RPG. Um, however, the game has an abysmal combat system. You can choose between real-time or turn-based, but they both suck. They had major balance issues between the different skills, spells, etc. They had an uninspired dungeon setup and pretty awful graphics, even for its time. Unfortunately, an official reboot seems unlikely, as Activision apparently owns a license, and I don't see them doing anything with a cult classic computer RPG from 2001. But I hope that someday someone tries to make a spiritual successor. If they pursued crowdfunding, I think it would do all right on Kickstarter. Uh, David D has some other suggestions for games he'd like to see. Shining Force 4, Groundlancer 7, and a sequel to Return to Crondor, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3. That's probably not going to happen now that Disney has killed all the extended universe stuff, right? Neverwinter's Knights 3, or any game based on D&D three and a half rules that ships with the tool set. Uh, another Dark Sun or an Al-Qaedam CRPG, which is uh, any RPGs. No, Al-Qaedam. Uh, any CRPG set in a world that isn't post-apocalyptic or fantasy world based on medieval Europe would pique my interest. I don't know what El Kaidum is. Yeah, you'll have to come back to the forums and tell us more about that one. No, I just use the internet. Yeah, it's an Arabian Nights-themed campaign setting for Dungeons and Dragons. That's what he's referring to. That's cool. So, like, a kind of a Persian thing going on, right? Hmm. Oh, uh, let's see. Arcanum. I would really like to see another Arcanum. And you know what I think? Uh, I think there's been a lot of mods for Arcanum, so maybe that can help make it more interesting to play now. But yeah, a new one like that. That game's soundtrack was done with just a string quartet, and so it has a very unique soundtrack uh, versus other games. And because you could just hear these, you know, string quartet music, and you're like, oh, that must be for Arcanum. It just gave this unique, interesting style that you could just identify as soon as your ears heard it. So I like that. It made it really set apart. I wish other games would do unique things with their sound that just make them set apart like that. 
Seraphim Kitten interjects and says, Ever since Mr. Cooper left RP Gamer to begin a competing website, he has referred to RP Gamer as Cat Fancy, a reference to the website's celebrity, Anna Paws Privateer. Having been referred to as Cat Fancy for a year now, what are your feelings about the actual Cat Fancy's rebranding into Catster and their emphasis on whimsy and silly articles? Are there any plans to rebrand RP Gamer to RPGster and rely on memes and pictures of adorable video game characters to bring in new readers? Sounds like a question for you, Anna. Um, the funny thing, and Ocelot pointed this out on the forums, is we did that last year at Rape of Fools. Uh, become Cat Fancy? No, we became the RPGster that he's referring to. Oh, okay. Where we had a bunch of um, like uh, um, clickbait headlines yeah. and articles about memes. And yeah, that's what we did the whole day. Yeah, we have Fussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? You had what? Frosty. Frosty. What's Frosty? Um, Jack Frost became a meme. Oh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah always wanna... a serious day at the website. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Forget Catster. Really? Catster? Actually, Catster? Wow. About cats. Here, kitty, kitty. Did your cat ever get jealous? You think? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Catster. Very insightful article there. Does the cone of shame transform your cat? Really? Silver cats may help cure cancer for humans with red hair. I'm not kidding. That's the article. And with that, I leave you, Catster. <laughs> Let's move on. Strawberry Hig says, The RPG I would most like to see come out this year, or heck, even within the next two years, is a Botan Kaito sequel. If I may be a broken record, yes. put it on the Wii U or 3DS, and I'll be the happiest person alive. Uh, the biggest thing to happen to this series since 2006 is having one song in the new Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> For something more likely, but still unannounced, Bravely Second. There you go. Uh, Shaman says, now that Xenoblade and Zelda are pretty much locked into 2015, the one I want to make sure comes out is Persona 5. I'm still not confident that it'll happen. That's a good one. I don't think it'll be here in 2015. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, there's a two-day persona thing. I think in February, isn't there? Yeah, they've got a story about that. There's like a giant concert, which I'm hoping they release a DVD for because that'd be nice to see. Uh, Fix this link. With that, folks, that's our um, feedback. If you'd like to contribute to the show, you've got a few ways for you to do it. Podcaster.com is the email address. We are reading it again. Uh, Thank you, Anna, for keeping the spam down in that thing. Uh, additionally, you can send in segments to that address. We'll play them right here on the show, like you've heard in the past reviews and, and, uh, other opinion segments. You can also put stuff on the forums, board.rpgamer.com, B-O-A-R-D, not B-O-R-E-D, board.rpgamer.com. They'll take you right to the forums. Go to the latest update section. That's where you find the show thread every week, and you can put your thoughts and feelings into that. Uh, and of course, 608 is the voicemail. We'll play your voicemail right here on the show. All those things are ways for you to submit segments, content, ideas, ways to improve the show, way to improve the site. We're open to everything. Shoot them in there all the time, all day long. What do you want to see? Or just, uh, chat and be a community. Cause that's kind of why we have the site to talk to each other and just, yeah, that's the, the that's the point. So with that. I give you the news. News. Will Caster take a Napster? No.
No. <laughs> I hope so. NIS America has some new info about the Awakened Fate Ultimatum. We got some videos up on the site right now. Um, some story spoilers. Some, well, story setup, I guess. Uh, if you don't know, the Awakened Fate Ultimatum is a follow-up to 2013's Guided Fate Paradox. It's a roguelike, and that's all Chris knows about it. It's on uh, PS3, be out on March 17th in the U.S., March 20th in Europe. Go watch those trailers and see if you give a crap about the game. Do you give a crap about the game, Alex? Yeah, it looks quite interesting. Okay, good. Wheels, Wheels likes it. Wheels like the first, the original. Is so. that a good or a bad thing? Is it Wheels that has the weird taste or Michael Apps? I can't keep thinking. Wait, that is... That's, that's, that's the same, person. same person. Well, <laughs> maybe it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation, depending on which moniker he uses. <laughs> that's true. Does, uh, I, think, I think this was Sane Wheels. Sane Wheels? Okay. Yes. So this is not um, Natural Doctrine Loving Wheels? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. What, Anna? What the heck? What? You. Why? Don't you remember the Natural Doctrine stuff? Yes. <laughs> Bloodborne has a new video showing its chalice dungeons, which are opened by performing a ritual in the game's hub. I don't get this. What? Are they just throwing videos at us now, Alex, about Bloodborne? Is that really it? Um, pretty much. This one does have a bit of info about the chalice stuff. but So if you care about the chalice stuff and you don't want to learn it during the game... You should go watch this video. Yeah. It's basically designed to sort of add replayability and stuff. But, or right. keep, keep players involved after they've done their main quest. Bloodborne's out March 24th slash 25th, depending if you're in the US or Europe. So you can uh, look forward to that. Guys, I got news for you. Anna, what game have you been waiting for to come out for so long? That's right, Torchlight 2, it's finally out. You can play it now, Anna. Um, you mean the Mac version. Oh, right. That's right, because the rest of the world has already played and beaten Torchlight 2 three years ago. <laughs> two and a half? Two and a half years ago, you're right. September 2012 is when it came. So, two and a few months. So, <laughs> February 2nd, 2015, Torchlight 2 will be out on the Mac. And um, can I, I, hasn't everybody can who I mattered re-enact? left Brunick Entertainment? No. Okay. I can thought I like the Shapers did. E- yeah. Uh, one of the brothers. Okay, go ahead. And Anna. I think Travis Baltry left. And they went to make some sort of um, spacey game. So here is what I posted on the forums about this. Oh, you put in a slow clap gif? A polite clap. Yeah, good question. Did they announce a Torchlight 3 or anything? No, that was it. Uh, If you read the press release, it was quite interesting. (laughs) So that game you're talking about um, is called Rebel Galaxy, and it's from a company called Double Damage Games. That's one where Schaefer and Bulgery went to. Um, Is that game even out? Did they already make that and release it? No, they're just working on it. That actually looks interesting, unlike Torchlight 2 ports. Okay, so good job, Torchlight 2. Finally, uh, Emmanuel Marino was unavailable for comment at the time of this uh, podcast, 
but we'll keep you posted on his thoughts about Torchlight 2 finally coming to Mac. The press release is amusing, at least. Oh, what what does the press release say? Guys, guys, yes, the Mac port of Torchlight 2 is here, (laughs) nearly, and then the duck's out of the way. Ducks out of the way, that's it. (laughs) Was that from Brian or Wonder? Uh, It doesn't say on the thing I've got, but... Okay. (laughs) So Wonder just did a video on their YouTube channel. Did you see that, Anna? No. Falcor was in it. Cool. So, yeah, they they basically talked about what they've been waiting for forever, and it was Torchlight 2 on the Mac, so she directed it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was included in the... (laughs) Especially oh, was the it? link to okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, Etrian <laughs> Mystery Dungeon had some additional info this week. They showed off Rune Masters and DOEs, which are the equivalent of FOEs, but in the dungeon. So, yeah. And, uh, oh, that's not good. The DOEs try to get to town and you have to go stop them. If they make it to town, they'll destroy the facilities and make the town unusable for a time. Um, But you can help make the town withstand the attacks by building a fortress and assigning town guards. So that's a way that you don't have to worry about them as much. Otherwise, you've got to make sure they don't get to your town because that's not good for you. Ouch. Just make things harder, huh, Atrian Mystery Dungeon? Uh, let's see. Idea Factory, our favorite game maker Woo-hoo! of all. Uh, they've shown off their Hyperdimension Noir Goddess Blackheart game. That's the new Hyperdimension game. It's a tactical RPG. Um, and it is, there's, it's got a limited edition. For $57.99, I, I have no idea why that's the price point. Uh, it, on their online store, which you can find at Iffy, what the heck, Iffy's Online? That's terrible. What a terrible website name for their store. Uh, you can pre-order it after 6 p.m. on February 2nd. Yeah, they've got a, a launch time for their pre-order. <laughs> you can get the limited edition, which includes the game, with a reversible cover sleeve art, a collector's box, a hardcover 46-page illustration book, and a 9.75-inch by 13.5-inch polyester wall scroll to hang on your wall. And look like that guy who really liked anime you knew in college. If it was 9.5 inches, I wouldn't get it. But 9.75, you're in, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, you'll be able to get the limited edition via Idea Factory's International European Store, which is stored at Iffy's Europe. I-F-F-Y-S Europe.com. Uh, it'll be available to order after 12 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on February 3rd, 2015. No price has been announced for Europe. I'm sure it'll be like 8 billion times the price in the U.S. And that's what we know. Game's out on February 24th. So uh, if you really care about that game, you should uh, go pre-order the collector's edition and get your wall scroll. No? Sword Art Online as a trailer. Yay. Anything else we care about? Um, This is the second Sword Art Online game. Maybe they'll translate it better than Google this time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, this is uh, Vita and PS3 in Japan on March 26, 2015. Oh, by the way, it doesn't have a Western release yet. So go watch a trailer for a game that you don't even know if it's coming here. Uh, I guess it's an Asian release with English. Oh, is it? 
sensation, although that worked so well last time. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great idea. But, well, they basically just used the Asian release for the Western release last time out. <laughs> Which is partly why it was so bad <laughs> translated. Yeah. So we got an RPG called Survivalist, developed by Bob the Game Development Bot. It's going to be out on Steam uh, the, um, uh, yesterday, actually, so it's up right now. It's an open-world zombie survival RPG with an emphasis on obtaining and making use of resources as well as interacting with our NPCs. It's set a, a year after the collapse of civilization, blah, 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 zombies, blah, 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 zo- RPG, blah, 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 real-time strategy. So you can go, if you care about zombie games, which Chris really doesn't, if they're still your thing, go for it. We excited, folks? No. Okay. Dragon's, okay. Dragon's <laughs> Dogma is getting an online game. Uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere for me, but I guess if you had your ear to the ground, you knew this was coming. But Dragon's Dogma Online, it'll be a free-to-play game. Uh, it'll have microtransactions. It'll be out in Japan later this year for PC, PS3, and PS4. Why are they including the PS3 in that? I don't know. Uh, you can control a character in a new location called Listeria. You'll be able to team up with up to three others or three AI pawns if you wish to play solo, as well as join up to 100 others in the town lobbies. Uh, combat is supposed to be similar to the the regular Dragon Dogma game, and it's got a world roughly in size to that of the first game, but with seasonal updates planned that will expand the world. And we've got some trailer and artwork, or not artwork, but screenshots. You can go check those out and watch people jumping over lizard people and killing a dragon and, you know, doing the things that you do in Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, and it looks like Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, it looks like Dragon's Dogma. So if you want to play with other people and not just by yourself, there you go. Oh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel a game that Chris needs to get back to and finish off. Uh, it's got a new DLC character, Lady Hammerlock. First name Aurelia. It's the elder sister of Sir Hammerlock. And uh, you know, guess what she's going to do? She's going to hunt creatures like the Hammerlocks always do. Uh, it's going to be, what is it? It's out now on Steam, PS3, and Xbox 360. Um, and it costs 10 bucks. Or you can buy the season pass, which gives access to all four planned DLC packs for thirty bucks. And as I've already bought the season pass, I better you know play this and like it. So there you go. And PS4 and Xbox One versions of pre-sequel, of course, are still coming. That was announced a little while back, but as part of the handsome collection, you know the one we talked about last week that you could spend a bazillion dollars and get a remote control claptrap. Doesn't that sound great? Well, it did to everyone who apparently bought it very quickly. It did it sell out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sad. All right. Well, then. Anna, you like Terra Battle, right? Yeah. Would you like some updates? Sure. Well, here we go. Uh, as they've now reached 1.5 billion downloads, um, there are some new characters designed by Yoshitaka Mano and a new story scenario plan- penned by Yasumi Matsuno that are going to be added to the game. And in addition, the Terra Battle figure is going to be made, be made because they hit the 1.4 million download mark. Um, so I guess you can buy a figure. So whatever. And there's going to be an upcoming online co-op mode uh, where you'll be able to work together to clear story mode and co-op specific dungeons. And those who complete a, st- complete a p- stage in the friend room are going to get free energy Woo! <laughs> and allow players to obtain summons, which can be leveled up by collecting certain items. Wow. 
We're at the point where press releases are coming out bragging about how to get free energy in your stamina-based games. Guys, this is our world now. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant when I wrote it, so I thought I'd just shove it in. Yeah, that's... um, (laughs) You've played mobile games, right? Where they have, like, energy that you run out of and can't play anymore? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Actually, this, uh, this energy is more like the premium currency that you can use to refill your stamina. So it's okay, <laughs> or you get use three of them to get a new character or something like that. Ugh, it's, it's, uh, I feel dirty. I feel dirty. The Bard's Tale Four is arriving this year. Yes, this year. In Exile Entertainment, the company behind Wasteland Two and Torment's Nines of Tides of Numenera. Wasteland Two turning out to be pretty good. Torment Tides of Numenera due out soon. They've announced at Pack South the Bard's Tale Four. Uh, is going to be releasing this year, and they are on pre-production on that while they finish up Tides of Numenera, and they are going to... Uh, <laughs> it's going to, you know, take place right after the uh, Bard's Tale trilogy. So it's uh, been 27 years since the last game, but it's going to keep going. So there you go. And they uh, they put out a note to all the Kickstarter backers of t- 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 Tides of Numenera, of which I am one. That, hey, guys, don't worry. Bard's Tale pre-production is not going to impact Torment in any way. Just like how Torment's pre-production didn't impact Wasteland 2 in any way. So, chill. Of course, we have to take their word for it, but eh, at least they're trying to reassure us. Um, that doesn't surprise me because the people you need for each yeah. of those segments are completely different. Yeah, I, I know that. People don't necessarily believe it. Okay. Uh, Let's see... What else we got? Oh, Guild Wars 2 is getting this expansion. They announced this a while back, right? Oh, I guess they just announced it now. I feel like we knew this was I coming. Think they, I think they teased it. Okay. A little while ago. But... Hmm. Um, uh, Guild Wars 2 is getting a expansion pack. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm laughing what? because last week, yet. during the podcast... We mentioned that there was a sale on Guild Wars 2. Yes. Not realizing that at the same time, during the podcast, they announced the expansion. Oh, then I th- we probably did mention this last week. No, we didn't. We no, someone it. in the chat room said it, I bet. Yeah, but we didn't see that until after the podcast was done. Well, okay. Stop clicking and clicker heroes. Sorry. I can it hear you. clicker heroes. Oh, what was it? You don't want to say... Anyway, the, the, exp- won't be disappointed. the expansion's <laughs> Farmville. The expansion's <laughs> name is Guild Wars 2 Heart of Thorns, and it takes place in the Maguma jungle, where players will be able to build guild halls, explore new world versus world map, and take part in the new PvP mode, Stronghold. Uh, they've got a way to progress your character once you get to level 80, and they've got professions with new specializations that will differentiate characters of the same profession and it adds a new profession, the Heavily Armored Revenant. And they do not have a date for the expansion, but they do have a little trailer that's up on our site. So you go check that out now. And more importantly, February 4th, everybody should be canceling their work plans and staying at home to watch bootleg streams of the Persona Super Live 2015 concert, where Atlas is streaming 30 plus hours of Persona related things before the concert. So. I guess starting on uh, February 4th, you, you, get, uh, you go home, you quit your job, you go home, get on the streams, and you watch um, untranslated streams 
of Persona-related stuff. I think they've announced quite a few of the things now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, here's what we know. Persona 4 Golden Vita, the best, a greatest hits version of a game that was already a greatest hits version, I thought, um, is, is out in Japan on that day, which I wonder if we're going to get that in the U.S. Mm. But whatever. Uh, oh, you know what? What else did you find out, Alex? Because it's not listed here. What else do we know? Um, I think it's not... Oh, they got the schedule. I guess yeah. we can go through that. That's the one I've seen. Yeah, let me open that here. Here's the schedule. Uh, at one... What times are these? Are these GMT... P, what is this? Times list below... Japanese Standard Time. This is Japanese Standard Time, GST. At 1 p.m. GST, they have a countdown with the greetings from host Teddy. At 2 p.m., they have Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth character video exhibition. What? At 3 p.m., they have Persona 4 Arena Ultimax character video exhibition. Great. So I don't know why that one's three hours long and the other one's only one. But. Uh, maybe they just go dark after it. <laughs> At 6 p.m., Persona 4 Golden Vita the Best. Special feature to commemorate the release of the game. Um, there'll be a special feature to announce the fan to announce the fans' top 10 favorite Persona 4 golden characters. Are there that many characters that you need a top 10? Uh, along with their well, favorite they tracks. Everything, don't they? Yeah. It's Japan. <laughs> at 7.30, Best Hits Persona Sound 25, where Atlas will announce the series' best songs that were voted on by fans. Okay. okay. You need to enunciate hits a little better. Best Hits. Yeah. <laughs> At 9.30, Persona 3, the movie, number one, Spring of Birth, and number two, Midsummer Night's Dream, a special two-hour digest presentation for the film. So they're actually going to stream the movies, which I don't think they finish the Persona 3 movies, but yeah, you could watch the two. At 11.40 p.m., yes, 11.40, they have question marks. We don't know what they're showing then. At, on the 5th of February at 12.30, new, uh, that's 12.30 p.m., question marks. We don't know what they're going to show then. At 1 p.m. on the 5th, Best Hits Persona Sound 25, a rebroadcast from the previous night. At 3 p.m., um, Persona 4 Vita Golden, the best feature rebroadcast. At 5 p.m., a rebroadcast of the mystery thing that has three question marks that they haven't told us what it's going to be, but they have told us when they're rebroadcasting it. <laughs> At 6 p.m., there are Teddy has a final countdown to before the, um, the something. Uh, that six question mark question mark PM the Persona Stalker Club Nippon Budokan special a special episode featuring Persona Stalker Club hosts I don't know what this is in voice actress Isumi Tomomura and freelance writer Mafia Kajita who will host a Nico Nico live special along with the latest information on the Persona series so I guess that's where they're going to announce some big stuff and then at nine question mark question mark another mystery thing and then I don't know if they're streaming it or if it's just after that is ostensibly the concert so maybe that's well, only for people who are there in person the last mystery thing looks likely to be persona 5 related okay that would make just sense because, just because of the five question marks and the stream fact that the whole game they're going to stream through a let's play of persona 5 because let's just be honest you just want to watch it anyway right so, <laughs> yep. done persona 5 on the 5th of february <laughs> you got it uh, let's see. I already covered that. I already covered that. Anna, tell me about DLC in the latest Tales game. Oh, God. Uh, Zisteria? Yeah. Okay. So let me see if I can do this without spoilers. Okay. 
So Oh when, right. Yeah. When Bamco announced the game, they announced two protagonists. And it turns out that um after a short time playing the game, one of those protagonists goes away and is no longer playable. And it was a protagonist that was particularly played up and she'd become sort of a fan favorite. So people were very upset. So Bamco said, don't worry, guys. We hear you. We're going to put out DLC that gives additional story to that protagonist. It's going to be $15. 1,300 yen. Okay, that's fine. How long is it, Anna? Uh, short, two to four hours. Two to four hours for $15. In other words, Namco Bandai, Bamco, Bandai Namco, whatever they are. And that made people even more upset. They found a way to charge whatever they want for anything that has tails of in front of it. <laughs> right? So people then got very angry at them again. And when this happens in Japan, they go to Amazon and rate the game poorly. <laughs> nice. And so Banco came back and said, okay, guys, two things for you. One, the two people weren't actually the game's protagonists. We let the fans decide who the true protagonists are. We just announce characters in the order that you meet them. Mm. And number two, because we're celebrating the anniversary of the Tales of series, that DLC is going to be free for the first two weeks. Wow. And I can't decide if that was their plan all along or if that's that just some wicked good PR spin. That's some good PR spin, I think. <laughs> I'm liking it so far. So, yeah, that's messy. And I do not begrudge their... Uh, PR and social media coordinator right now because they have some garbage to sift through. <sighs> Blizzard is going to keep adding... Oh, excuse me. That's loud. Um, Blizzard is going to keep adding Heroes of the Storm characters until they get sick of it. <laughs> that's their announcement. How long are they going to add characters? Forever until we get sick of it. That's the quote. So just so you know, if you're into Heroes of Storm and uh, kind of a spinoff game featuring characters from other Blizzard games you may appreciate, um, just don't worry. They're going to keep adding more and more until they are just freaking tired of that piece of... Anyway. That's uh, awesome because I got sick of the game like a ah! week after I started playing it. Speaking of being sick of someone, Phil Willis has rejoined the show. Woo-hoo! Hi, Phil. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. Woo! Wait a minute. That's the wrong I need some, I need some like I need some entrance music here. Just like wrestling. Like, dun 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 dun. You can just edit that in. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. <Chris Man>. <laughs> You've got my hopes. What's that? Chris doing editing. You've got some high hopes. It's true. Yeah. Speaking What's of, going on? Yay! Alice. It's Alice. Hmm. Are we recording? Yes. yes. How oh. you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm just about literally about to eat dinner. Mm. So it's an Alice pop and run. So tell us what you've been playing this week. (laughs) God damn it, Chris. No, we already guessed. We already guessed. You You played more Eve. You you delivered delivered some missiles. And then you played Final Fantasy 14 and played hard modes. That's right. 
Uh, actually, I, I didn't play that much Voldemort oh, this week. But... We got it wrong. All right. So what's what's the actual answer? Uh, uh, it's pretty much the first bit, actually. Oh, just, <laughs> just delivering missiles. Just okay. delivering all the missiles. Uh, what have I been playing this week? Oh, God, I must have spent my time doing something. Oh, Tales of Zestiria came out, didn't it? <laughs> we were just talking about it. How do you like that DLC yeah. announcement? I just... I, you know, I forgot. I've like just got out of bed because I took two hours nap after coming home from work. <laughs> um... I I I I kind of don't care. Um, I I never really developed some kind of emotional attachment to some blonde-haired tails character that I barely know. That seems to be what people are butthurt about. Okay. <laughs> Have I got that right? No, you. I, I that think sounds it's okay. about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I seem to seem to most of the. Outrage in quotes seems to be directed at the fact that the blonde-haired spear user that you get in the first part of the game doesn't stick around, and I'm like, well, okay, um, maybe the scenario writer dropped the ball somewhere. I don't know, but I, it's not like I developed some kind of deep emotional attachment to the character before the game came out. Don't worry, Alice. They're bringing that character back. Yes, I know. As a piece of DLC. Yeah, they're charging fifteen dollars for it. Uh, what was that? One thousand three hundred yen. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's free for like two a week weeks. or two yeah, or something. Yeah, because everyone about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I'll probably download it anyway. But, eh. <laughs> feel my apathy. <laughs> I feel we do, it. Don't worry. Speaking of something that nobody feels apathy for, Phil, did you hear about YouTube? The YouTube plan from Nintendo. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. Yeah, and like one of the biggest uh, YouTube gamer people, PewDiePie, has uh, he's he's taking it to him, man. He put up a video complaining about it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, him and about a few few other people I subscribe to. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. see. What did he say? They have every right to do this, and any other developer and publish have as well. There'd be no Let's Plays without the game to play, and we YouTubers are humbled to this fact, but what they're missing out on completely is the free exposure and publicity they get from YouTubers. Oh, that's his argument. What better way to sell and market a game than from someone watching someone else that you like playing it and enjoying it themselves? If I played an Intel game on my channel, most likely most of the views and ad revenue would come from the fact that my viewers are subscribed to me, not necessarily because they want to watch a Nintendo game in particular. See, that I actually agree with. It's the personality that you're subscribing to, not the game necessarily. Though sometimes you do go looking for a particular game. Oh, what a sticky issue. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's 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 two sides to it, and I can see both sides of it. I mean, I'm one of those people that sometimes when I'm thinking about buying a game or not, I'll go and look up a, you know, a Let's Play or a review where they're showing lots of gameplay footage uh, and doing their commentary over it. And, uh, you know, I, I personally feel that for Nintendo to jump in and say, hey, that's my money, I think that's a little grubby. But at the same time, it's their legal right at the end of the day, I guess. I don't know. So I mean, it's, it's kind of those legal gray waters. I mean, because the, the, what about the work that the person whose personality comments and improv talents are going into making that video entertaining? Like, like how they, entertaining? Shouldn't they, should they have something that? to do? They should get at least a cut of the revenue because they're doing something to that content to make it watchable in theory. It's, it's like, well, how much of that revenue, I, I mean, how much revenue would that person make, though, if they didn't have access to any games, any of these third party games, and they were just telling jokes or telling stories or whatever? Uh, okay, so what are you saying? Like, what 
sort of revenue would a singer make if they didn't have access to a band to play music for them to sing to? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like I've been in com I've done comics for a long time. And, and the one thing you you know, it's one thing to draw a fan picture of Batman and throw it out there for people to look at for free or whatever. But the moment you try to, you know, capitalize on that or generate income off of that in any way, shape or form, uh, you know, you're 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 going to get into trouble. You, you just don't do it. Right. Uh, so I don't know if it's that much of a jump with video games and you got Mario and his music and all that other copyrighted crap, you know, and you're basically taking this copyright material and, and adding your own shtick to it and your own commentary on it. That's why I think uh, it should be a split. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice if somebody, you know, higher up in the legal system, if there was at least a court case precedent or something that laid down some groundwork to say, okay, you know what? In these instances, 50-50 split. So uh, for people who don't know, I guess we should say what the plan is. Um, What is the plan? Uh, I think you can. Uh, I think you can join up with Nintendo. You gotta go through an application process, and oh, here and, we go. Uh, and there's a disclaimer you gotta put on your videos. Let's see. Um, we'll grant registered users sixty percent of the av- advertising revenue for videos containing a N- Nintendo IP. Um, if you fully dedicate yourself to Nintendo content on your channel, you'll get seventy percent of ad revenue instead. Ooh, kind of uh. crummy. Payments better than the zero they're getting right now. Payments, oh, but here comes here's a, here comes the zinger. Payments for the scheme will be made two months after monthly viewing numbers are counted and will be paid via PayPal. Wow! So Nintendo's uh, getting your money. Nintendo's getting the money first, and then they, you know, when oh, their accounts get around to it, they delegate it to you. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't see that much problem with that system because it's basically how indie developers are paid. Yeah, because so, everyone's happy with how Nintendo treats indie developers. Um, could be worse. Could be Microsoft, who regularly mm. forgets to pay their indie developers. I thought Nintendo forgot to pay Wii. Um, uh, no, Wii they Shop didn't forget developers. to pay Wii Shop developers. You had to make a minimum dollar amount before they paid. You. Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. Guess oh, I'm what? sorry. Your they YouTube videos didn't get anymore. enough views. All right. So, but uh, yeah, if you wanna, if you want, if you wanna play on YouTube with their videos, you gotta, you gotta jump through the hoops. I remember uh, Angry Joe flew off the handle because I guess he just got a, a Wii U for Christmas or something, and the first video he puts up got copyright claimed. <laughs> of course it did. I mean, they that was are a very nice rant. In protecting their, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's really no secret. I mean, that's been their stand against any of those things, whether it's ROMs or anything else, for quite some time. Right. I think what's uh, I think I think it surprises me that people still think it's a surprise. But yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, next on the list, Chris? Gosh, I'm just thinking say. about it. It's like Nintendo's doing what what seems the most fair with the current situation and splitting it. It just kind of stinks that they're taking the money rather than letting YouTube do the split, I think. That's how I think I think YouTube should I be the one splitting YouTube it. I think YouTube was like uh, we don't want to be involved. In well, this. It's tough, tough beans. They are involved. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's their site. This is all happening on their site. They're involved. Uh, they got to live that. They got to deal with it uh, and just put in a system that lets you s- send money to two parties. Um, That's not that hard. Um, I was actually just thinking, you know, you're expecting common sense on the Internet. Right? Oh, Okay, it is that hard. You know, um, All right. silly. You're expecting <laughs> YouTube to do something that benefits them in no way. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm just saying. Ah, just, you know, helping the users a little, but, you know, who cares about them? Yeah. No, Chris, it's sorry, but that's what it comes down to. They are a business. Yes. And good businesses care about their users and customers. (laughs) When has Google ever cared? Ah, I'm not talking about Google. (laughs) Yeah, but Google owns YouTube. Yeah, they don't give a crap. (sighs) Silly Chris, tricks are for kids. Okay, fine. Forget this. This story isn't as big of a deal. I thought PewDiePie was going to be protesting because Nintendo's taking all the money. But instead, he's protesting because they're taking some of the money, which is like, well, that still sucks in some ways, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's more fair than not. I could, uh, yeah, I could be wrong, but I think when someone puts that copyright claim on you, they get all the revenues moving forward and or the video gets taken down uh, until he goes and signs up with that program and gets on with it he's not going to get anything from it I mean, uh they don't take it down they just take all the money you have yeah. to sign oh, up to the yeah. program to get your cut yeah so i mean it doesn't surprise me that pewdiepie is jumping on top of this his brand is absolutely huge and he needs to take every opportunity possible to make himself money that's true he's losing a significant am- dollar amount from every nintendo video now so he's because the, the, his most of his money comes from people who are watching to see him at this point because he's such a big name. He's better off doing non-Nintendo content. And that's kind of where Nintendo shot themselves in the foot in regards to his channel. I mean, the whole, the whole, this whole thing hit the fan a while back when they started this new, you know, copyright claim process and procedure. And a lot of these internet personalities that are generating an income or even a living income uh, at this point off of this stuff were suddenly, you know, finding themselves backed into a corner and a lot of their revenues uh, taken away. Um, yeah, it, it's been a tough situation, but of course, it's always been you know legal shaky ground. I mean, uh, a little not not that much different than ROMs. I mean, a little different, obviously, but um, it's kind of like somebody making money off of ROMs and then being surprised when Nintendo or somebody finally gets around to shutting them down. Uh, wondering, yeah, I think the main question I had is why didn't you guys have a backup plan? This is just one of those things that you knew was a legal gray area. You knew you could get the door slammed on your face. Certainly, you weren't relying on yes, the they good. Were. Yes, yeah, because this good, is what uh, they want to do. This is what they want to do at their time. This is the job they want, so they're going to fight for it. I mean, that's not well, that yeah, hard to I mean, understand. It's their right to fight for it, but I was going to say, certainly they weren't relying on the good uh, the good graces or nature or whatever of these companies. Well, some I mean, of them are naive, and some of them knew the end would come, and they're just going to fight for it and then find something else to do. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it's okay for them to fight. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but when you're telling me, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on the street, I had no backup plan. I'm just like... Yeah, that naive would be the right word there. Absolutely. Well, With I, that being said, I love watching them myself. I, if they've quit their job to devote themselves to it, then I guess in that way they're technically at risk now, but you'd think that now they would just go get another job. But well. My hotel's hiring. Salt Lake City, Sheraton. It's time Check to go to RedTube and start putting up porn videos. Woo! World of Warcraft gets a selfie camera. You going to use this, Phil? A selfie camera? Yes, they're uh, adding a selfie camera in patch 6.1. Uh, isn't that just usually where I hit, uh, I think it's Alt-Z or something? Oh, or the no, no, no. Screen? You're going to press it, and the, it's going to be a zoomed-up close-up of your character like looking like they're holding a camera in front of them. It's going to take a selfie. It's like your <laughs> character's face will take up most of the screen in front of whatever you're standing in front of. So it'll be all about oh, marking, oh. You, know, you know, standing somewhere. Uh, whatever. Uh, you can upgrade it, your yeah. selfie camera too. 
to get you know, filters. <laughs> oddly enough, most of the screenshots I've done in World of Warcraft have been of like the, you know, the scenery and the such. Uh, when the camera's pulled back and you're looking at, you know, the towns and uh, it could be kind of pretty in certain areas. But, uh, you know, the characters were never really that uh, attractive with their low polygon count. Of course, now we have now. <laughs> we're now we're better looking. But, yeah, it still doesn't. I mean, it isn't that great. Huh. They're not quite as cute as like the Final Fantasy 14 characters. He's biased. <laughs> <laughs> if you go jump on the, the Dragon Age website right now, you can get 10 free tracks from the game. They've got tavern songs available for download. They're going to put them up for sale. But until February 9th, you can go download them for free. Nobody on the phone call right now has played Dragon Age, have they? Inquisition? No. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, oh, okay. Do you like the tavern songs? This is a thing. I don't know what anything about them. Um, they're quite amusing. Okay, so you can go download them now and be amused. Apparently, yes, you may need the context of the actual game. <laughs> also <laughs> coming for your amusement, the old Nintendo Power Legend of Zelda comics. Yeah. They are being reprinted in a single volume collection from Viz Media's Perfect Square imprint, and uh, it is going to be a 10... Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's another one. So this the first one is going to be... Wow. The long out-of-print book translates a link to the past plot to comic book form, adding a few twists, turns, and new characters along the way. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> reading it back in Nintendo Power. Oh, yeah, those 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 old comics were cute. Uh, I might even pick that up. That That's cute. I that's, have another that's... Nintendo Power Comics collection that has... Um, I don't think it's this series, but, yeah, it has, like, some Captain N comics and stuff. Oh, man. That's old. That's old. Anyway, they're going to reprint it. I don't know when it's coming out. Um, I'm getting old. This May, apparently. For those of you who have been worried, the new Pokken, you know that uh, Pokemon Tekken type game from Bandai Namco? It's going to include Pikachu as a playable character. So don't worry anymore. You'll be able to kick butt as Pikachu because absolutely nobody was worried about not having Pikachu in it, right? (laughs) No? Okay. By the way, it doesn't use... This is so weird. So it's an arcade game, or at least at first it's going to be an arcade game. Instead of having like a, an arcade stick, like a fighting game new usually would, it's going to be like a mutated Nintendo uh, SNES controller. It's going to be, you know, a D-pad on the left and four buttons on the right and a start button in the middle. Only they've put it this giant ass cable into the back of it and made it really big. And I don't know why they've done that, but they, there's pictures floating around about it on the internet. You can go look for it. And uh, I guess so. You can't steal it. <laughs> Well, that's why the giant cable's on there, but maybe the rest is to make it so you don't want to steal it. <laughs> yeah, it's done quite a good job of that. Mm. Anyway, so Pikachu will be playable, and there you go. I don't care about getting that game so much. Well, I would like to do it, but much more importantly, I want this new hologram technology! Oh my gosh, Windows 10 apparently comes with a holographic le- uh, headset. Forget Google Glass. They're not making any more of those anyway. So forget all that. Forget Rift. Forget Morpheus. There's a video going around on the Microsoft HoloLens where you put this giant-ass thing of glasses on your head and all around you are holograms that you can interact with. Yeah. 
including like sitting at your living room desk and playing Minecraft on your desk, like as though they were virtual Legos. I like that. Anyone else want these? I want it. It's still Minecraft. It'd be really cool so I could play like Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons with my friends doing that. Oh, that would be awesome. Like a virtual tabletop and hologram right in front of me when we're playing online with Skype. Oh, my gosh. And then you just kind of move your hand forward and pick up the pieces and move it like it was at a real table. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Forget Minecraft. Let's get an actual Lego license on here. (laughs) Ooh, Lego. Virtual Legos. That's awesome. Uh, Let's see. It's Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. It uses see-through lenses, spatial sound to hear behind you, and advanced sensors. It includes built-in high-end CPU and GPU, and a third processor, a holographic processing unit. Holograms are universal apps, and all universal apps can be made to work with Windows Holographic. Uh, The headset is untethered, doesn't include wires, or require a connection to a phone or PC. And the Windows 10 includes a set of APIs devs can use to create holographic experiences. So they're making it sound like this is happening, but... You know, I I know better. Um, we'll see how this goes. But yeah, I I want it. That sounds good. Let's do holograms. Let's have a holographic version of Mist that you can actually interact with the puzzles. Let's do it. Okay, okay. On a totally related but unrelated subject, you know, Jim and the holograms making a comeback this year, Chris. No, it's totally, totally outrageous. It is not. Truly, it is so outrageous. outrageous. They're gonna have a movie, a new comic, no. everything. Chris, are you for real? I'm for realsies. Google it up, my friend. Jim and the Holograms is coming back. Was that big in England? I absolutely loved the gem running joke in um, the recent AMV Hell series. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one video video maker who always, always, always submits a gem and the Holograms video. Yeah. Um, I think his best one was... uh, I don't think it won the competition that they were running at the time, but the final video in the gaming uh, uh, challenge one is uh, the AVGN's reaction to Gem and the Holograms on NES. <laughs> okay. Which is hilarious. How do you, um, where do you go to see these? Because it used to just uh, be AMV Hell was like one video, and now it's like categories they, and stuff? They are on their official YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had a YouTube channel. I'll just oh, go yeah. there. All right. Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. There you go. You can watch that when we're done. Yeah, and I got you the link of the IMDb entry. No, this can't it's be true. It's coming. It's coming. No. Yeah, buddy. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. Starring Aubrey Pepples as Jim. Okay, there you go. Aubrey, Pe- yep. Aubrey Peoples. Peoples? Pe- well, I, don't know. I don't know. Pebble. I'm so used to Pebble cereals. Oh, she's so like I just halfway kinda... down the credit list for some reason. It's an alphabetical mm. order? Nope. Oh, then I don't know. It's not an alphabetical order of first name, last name, or character name. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sorted by IMDB star meter, they say. <laughs> Whatever that, that is. What that mean? That's uh, how famous the IMDb thinks they are. Well, Molly Ringwald would be more famous, yeah. Okay. Who's laughing here? What is that noise? And then uh, here's a picture. Oh, okay. Here's a... Here's a picture from no, the new comic because no, no, I know you're no, you're gonna be like no, the first one to get no. that off of Comicology. Ah! 
<laughs> it's terrible looking. Yo, it's totally outrageous, Chris. Just say it. No, it's awful. It's truly, truly outrageous. I don't. How does this work? Like, they have alter egos by pressing a button or something. It's like it's just the main character. And 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 I mean, strike me down for knowing this, but my sister used to watch it all the time, and and there was only one television in the house, so you know it was well, I either know Anna with my Legos. What? No, I hate <laughs> this show. I saw you watching it recently. Um, uh oh. No, uh oh. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, even just... go through my Netflix history and see. I have never watched this show. Check out her YouTube uh, history, though. That's where all the videos are. Anyway, so okay. no, it's just the you main can character. Check that too. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just, the main character is the one who can change. Uh, that changes because originally she's just I don't know blonde hair, kind of plain looking, but then she presses her earring and the computer changes her to that. Well, what about the rest of them? No, the rest of them are pretty much like that all the time. So only the one girl changes and has to fight right. evil by using her holographic powers. Okay, they so do not fight evil. They basically have band contests against the misfits. Let me provide you a picture of them as well. You know, now the misfits themselves, of course, are are kind of, you know, evil-ish, but, you know, they don't really go into superpower battles. Sometimes, you know, kind of looks like it because, you know, when they're playing the music, there's lights going all over the place, but those aren't really powers. Those are just holograms, lights. There you go. Check out the, you know, check there. There's your misfits. I'm concerned if you keep going, he's going to injure himself. <laughs> oh, it's like the same band, only with no, different no, to- color schemes. To- totally different. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, to totally different. Yeah, green hair, which nothing means outrageous evil. about this. Yeah, no, no, they're they're misfits, so they're the opposite of outrageous. They're hey, you can always wash your mind out with my YouTube link, Chris. <laughs> I don't know if I trust your YouTube link to watch right now. Just do it. No, I don't have time right now. I'm doing a podcast. Which is almost you know, over. <laughs> the one thing that at least they did keep over from the 80s is uh, mullets. This guy here. Oh, for goodness sake. Make characters. Look at that mullet. What is this? Why do you have all these links? <laughs> I just Googled it. Just uh, put in Jim and Holograms. Comes right up. <laughs> is that a guy or a girl? It's a guy. It's totally a guy. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah dude, With it's pink a, and purple I, hair that's long and, and sultry? Mullety. It's, it's, a, it's a mullet. It's totally okay. a guy thing. Yeah. We have reviews up on the site this week. Let me tell you oh, about thank them. Goodness. <laughs> First off, Michael Cunningham reviewed Dragon Quest II Luminaries of the Legendary Line. Did he do this on iOS? Oh, he did. Yes. I'm so sorry yes. for him. He didn't hate it. So go read the review. See, uh, see what you think about him. He seems to think it's easy to play on the go. On the go. Which, given how much I hate the control scheme they came up with these, I might need to read this and see how he made that work. They don't support controllers on these, do they? Anyone know? I'm the one with an iOS controller. I'll find that out myself later. All right. Uh, let's see. Dragon Ball Z. Harukanaru Densetsu. No. Speaking of hating. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Harukanaru Densetsu. And, and that's still poorly pronounced, I know. But uh, whatever that means, <laughs> it gets a one out of five from Mike Menke. <laughs> Looks like a bad DS game. And I think that's because it's a bad DS game. Okay, yeah, it's a bad DS game, apparently. <laughs> there you go. It's only advised for masochists, he says. <laughs> you can go check out yeah, that Yeah, but review. he only advised Agress War for masochists, too. Speaking of other poor games, though not quite that poor, Pocket RPG for the Vita. Michael Cunningham reviewed that as well. 
two and a half out of five. Okay. It's an iOS game ported to the Vita, which, okay, but it's not that great. So, yeah. Uh, we got some impressions. What, uh, oh, go uh, ahead. There, yeah. there was one review that was posted about 15 minutes ago. Oh, well, I missed it. Hold on. Let me go get it. I did my prep last night, so I missed this. Um, oh, and I also missed another thing because it didn't show up on the news page, so I better plug that too. All right, first off, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2, Sisters of Generation. We've got a review up from Michael Apps. Oh, yeah, I but think he... it's out now. Huh? I think it's out now. Okay, but he, yeah. it's, a, it's a review. <laughs> but he gave it a three out of five, so I don't know if this is apps we can agree with or apps we can disagree with. With a three out of five, he doesn't give us anything to go off of. Uh, Chris, you're terrible. What? It's just two in the middle. We need we need an extreme. All right. Well, anyway, so there you go. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2, soon to be my wife's favorite Vita game after she gets the first one, <laughs> I'm sure. Gets a three out of five from my collapse. We have some impressions. Three games coming up here for you. Lord of Magna, an import impression from Michael Baker. So this is a Japanese game. I don't know anything about it, and I'm going to leave it that way because you are going to read about it and tell me about it in the in the... No, no, just go read it. The world could always use more cute, pointy-eared elf ladies. That's the, the tagline from this impression. So if that intrigues you, go check it out. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt from the podcast zone, Emmanuel Marino. You can go hear him talk about things like this. Sending Geralt of Riviera off on a high note. So I don't know where he played it. I think he went to an event or something, right? Yeah, there was an event in, I think, San Francisco. Oh. Loads of people turned up to. Well, that's cool. I hope he had fun with that. And uh, I wish he was here to tell us about it. We have, um, oh, that's not an impression. We have a new column that launched this week on RP Gamer. I want to tell you guys about it. It's called Level Grinding. And uh, it's going to replace Currents. Uh, it's being written by Trent, right? Um, I got that right, didn't I? Yeah. Where's, he, where's his name? There it is at the bottom. Okay. So Trent's writing this bad boy. And it's cool because he's like structuring the column uh, as though it were an RPG. So in the <laughs> beginning, you have the prelude, which has lots of little tidbits that are light. Um, then you kind of get into random battles where he takes on bigger topics. And then you have a mini boss, which is an even bigger topic. And then boss battle where you get into like some meaty big issues. And then a victory fanfare where it's kind of like the feedback section. Anyway, go check it out. It's a cool idea for how to structure a column. Um, see if you like it. Give him feedback on how to make it better and uh, answer his questions at the, ba- at the end. I'm going to be doing them once a month because they're kind of a big deal to put together. And uh, yeah, so that looks exciting. And uh, additionally, we have, uh, oh, you know, a little thing called the RP Gamer 2014 y- Game of the Year Awards. Woohoo! That's right, everybody here. Let's start. We're going to do a Game of the Year podcast right now. We'll be here for the next four hours. No. No? Oh, okay. I was expecting everyone to be like, uh, oh, Chris, I got, I got, I'm, I got a, I got a thing. No, I'm your CEO. <laughs> I'm just shutting this down. Oh. No. I'm already the, scheduling this. Got the wife veto. <laughs> can't can't go past the wife veto, right, Phil? That would not be wise, my <laughs> no, friend. Not be, that would not be wise. <laughs> Phil does not recommend that course of action. <laughs> All right, so let's tell you. Let's tell you. Game of the year. Third place was the Banner Saga. Second place was Dragon Age 3 Inquisition. First place, I'm not telling you. I'm going to make you go read the story. Ha ha! All those are up. We've got home, console, PC, 3DS, Vita, 
PS3 battle system story, music, graphics, dialogue, original game of the year, overlook game of the year, surprise, letdown, worst RPG, multiplayer, miscellaneous. I want you guys to go read it and give us feedback to talk about next week. Also. Reading through this would kind of be boring podcasting, but go for it, Anna. We're going to throw out a question of the week, and we're going to put it on the forums as well. So if you miss it this week, don't feel bad. We need topics to discuss for the Game of the Year podcast. Yes, we do. We're actually scheduling that right now. We're in the middle of scheduling it. So that's your question of the week. And I mean, it it doesn't have to be serious. You, if you want a best dumb blonde in a game, that's cool. Um, you know, best use of cowboy hats, that's cool. Um, I don't know if that would be a particular... Best game that rhymes with resistor. <laughs> No? Maybe not quite that specific. Best game that sounds like um, Groot Mill Gyros. I mean, favorite game you want a sequel for. Favorite game you would never want a sequel for. You know. <laughs> oh, Shigami ruining Blue Earth. So, no, 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 because that has to be 2014 stuff. Oh, okay. Can it let's, still win anyway? Let's stick to... <laughs> I still don't want a sequel for that game. Let's stick to 2014. Let's see how it goes. It's probably got a good chance. Okay, good. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's tease you guys with what's coming out soon. Uh, first off, we got the store update for you, thanks to Alex. New releases in North America. We had Hyper Dimension of 2, New Rebirth 2, which is mentioned earlier. 40 bucks on your Vita. We have In Europe, we had a new release of Castlevania Circle of the Moon on GBA for Wii U. That's 7 euros, or excuse me, 8 euros. No, 7 euros over there. Sales in the North America region, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe Edition, and Dragon Age Origins are all on sale on various PS3 or 360 platforms or Xbox One um, if you are looking for the Inquisition. Uh, PS4 version, not on sale. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning is on sale on PS3 and 360, but that game's like always on sale every few weeks. Uh, Legend of Zelda for the NES... And Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds for 3DS are both on sale in the eShop. And E's Memory of Salsetta is on sale on the Vita. Over in Europe, we got some sales, but it's only the Dragon Age games for 360 and Xbox One. And Kings of Amalur Reckoning on the 360. No PS3 sales, it looks like, over there. Don't know why. No, I think they, told, I think they did a two-week sale last week, so no updates. I gotta tell you, though, if you can go play Dragon Age Origins for 450 Four dollars and fifty cents on your three sixty—that's a good deal. Um, well, you in that play case, it. you're a fool for missing it for free. Oh yeah, well, it was free. <laughs> I think on PS on like, oh, PC right. at yeah, one point wasn't. Yeah, you go play it on PC. Oh, also important: Metroid Prime Trilogy is on sale on the Wii U right now. It's only ten dollars uh, until next Friday. That game is like eighty bucks or more on eBay. So go pick it up if you've been trying to find a copy of it it's the wii version that now works on a wii u so you do need a wii u and if you haven't it's a really fun really really great i mean they did such a great job of bringing you know metroid to a 3d it's you gotta go play it do it now i i tried playing metroid prime 2 echoes i i got bored with it it, it, you know, it, uh, yeah, some of them have a uh, actually all of them. They get off to a slow start. Yeah, no, I, I could see where that might happen. It doesn't. It doesn't quite throw you right into the fire fray or anything like that. I'm wondering it's, if like the pacing could away, be a little better. I mean, if taking away all the weapons is actually hurting it. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. But then, without well, I, discovery, how is it a Metroid game? You know. Right, right. Uh, otherwise, that's, we'll that's, all be like Oliver Mot- Motok and be like, "There is no exploration in Metroid," and that's just that's not true. 
Got, yeah, okay. that's kind of the catch too. I mean, they, they kind of did a good job, though. If you take a look at that uh, DS version, uh, what was it? A link between worlds where you or is that oh, what it was wait, called? What does that have to link? do with Metroid? <laughs> well, because Link uh, Legend of Zelda is kind of follows a similar formula to where normally you'd go through each dungeon, find one weapon. And that one weapon will be what helps you get through the next dungeon. Without it, you can't even enter most of those dungeons so uh but what they did with the link between worlds was there's actually a shopkeeper who will let you rent just about any weapon in the game thereby totally changing how you would approach a, a zelda game uh maybe there maybe there's something in the future for metroid to change up that standard formula of well, let's take away all of samus's power so that you have to you know discover them one by one so you open up other parts and you know and the such there is room for experimentation there but yeah the metroid prime prime uh, is not where they decided to do that. They they pretty much stuck to the formula of take away all your powers and it starts off kind of slow. But the further you get into it, the more it opens up, and that's where the excitement comes in. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's idea. A good idea. I, I don't know that they're going to do that with the next Zelda game, though. I was going to say though, unless you're a speedrunner, in which point you sequence breaking the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, how long till uh, SDG SDG coup? Come on, let's do it. Uh, let's see. Um, Another five months or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> New game releases for the next week. Here we go. <clears throat> for PS3, we've got Life is Strange Episode 1 for 5 bucks on PSN. Unmechanical Extended Edition on PSN for 10 bucks. I don't know anything about either of those games. Is this, like, a thing? No? No? Uh, I looked at the Life is Strange, and it really did look like a strange game. A little too strange for me to wrap my head around, so... They don't look like an RPG to me. Another, another Here's one. On PS4, Apotheon will be free for PlayStation Plus members. Anyone know anything about Apotheon? It looks like you're playing live hieroglyphics or something. Yeah, not or is looking it Greek art to me? or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a painting come to life. That's cool. You, you just keep bringing up all these games that are just unfamiliar to me, so it's just right. forcing me to find up more Jim and the Hologram pictures and send them to you. If you have an Xbox One, and heck, even if you don't, because it's free for Xbox Live Gold members, so go get it tagged to your account. Um, but this week, I Drew Red Box will be free uh, for Live Gold members. So you go get that on your Xbox One or go get it tagged to your account for your impending Xbox One. Life is Strange and Unmechanical Extended Edition on the Xbox One as well. I assume they're on 360 as well, but it's not listed in this article I'm using because they messed up. On the Wii U, we've got Frenchie Bird on the eShop for 2 bucks. That sounds racist. Metroid Prime Trilogy, we already talked about, 10 bucks. Rock and Roll Race... No. Rock and Racing Off-Road. Rock and Roll Racing is a Blizzard game, isn't it? Rock and Racing Off-Road on the eShop for 6 bucks, and Shadow the Ninja on the eShop for $5. Oh, you almost got me all excited. I loved Rock and Roll Racing. Well, you could go play it for free. I'm, you can go download it from Blizzard. It's just a SNES emulator. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we used to play the heck out of that game. Mm-hmm. All right. Be- uh, before, before Mario Kart, that was Rock and Roll Racing. Life is Strange is apparently an adventure game. So, 3DS says Drop Zone Under Fire for $5. Gunman Clive 2 for 3 bucks. Jewel Quest the Sapphire Dragon for 6 Shadow the Ninja for 5 And Sumiko for $3. I don't know anything about those. Anna's game that we talked about earlier, Criminal Girls Invite Only, which Alex has been playing, for 40 bucks coming out on the Vita this week. 
And here we go on the PC. Not going to give you the prices for these because there's just too many of them. First off, we got 10 years after. Then we got Apotheon because I guess if you don't get it for free on PS4, you might need to buy it. Firefly Online Cortex. I don't think it's related to the sci-fi series. Um, Forward to the Sky. Just Get Through. Life is Strange Episode 1. Making History the Great War. That's a $40 game. Nikochan Hero Collection. Nightmares from the Deep. Davy Jones. Picks the Cat, Raven's Cry, Reverse Side, Sick Brick, Stardust Vanguards, Survivalist, The Tiny Tail 2, Transform Ice, what? And Zombier. I hope that's about zombie beer. It probably is about. What? It's about a frat house that gets turned into zombies, says Anna. There's a lot of beer and boobs. Okay. All right. With that, I want to turn it over to the podcast panel for their wrap-ups of what they'll be playing this week. First off, Phil... No, wait. Alice, since you need to go soonest probably and eat. Alice Wilkinson... Oh, uh, Chris, I've been slowly eating throughout the duration of this podcast. Well, you're talking anyway. So what are you going to play this week? Um, probably some more hysteria. Oh, tell me the truth. You're going to deliver more missiles this week. I'll try. Delivering missiles is hard. No. And if it was easy, we wouldn't need you to do it, would we? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Phil Willis. What are you going to play this I've week? Been, uh, i probably keep sticking with uh, Demon Gaze on my Vita for my portable game. Uh, needed a break after all those Dragon Quest games, so doing some Dungeon Crawler there. Kind of hit a little bit of a wall because the... Uh, uh, first two bosses, uh, you know, I got through pretty easy. And then the story whiffs you pretty much right away into a third boss. And the third boss proceeds to totally disembowel you over and over again if you continue to reload. Um, so I had to go back and uh, yeah, I complained about it on Twitter. And apps who reviewed the game said, uh, yeah, Phil, you got to gotta grind a lot. So, yeah, going back into dungeons. And we have an interesting thread on the uh, active topical banter thread going back and forth about grinding. So it's very timed appropriate coincidental and all that other fun stuff <clears throat> which uh you all should head over to board.rpgamer.com and have conversations with us about role-playing games i've been uh doing tales of fantasia on my snes emulator and uh that that boy that was interesting so in, in case you don't know uh, you know it's a tales it's probably the first tales of it is the first tales of game i think anywho one of very early Tales of Game, if not the first. <clears throat> it's the first one I could find in English anyways. Uh, it's fan translated. This SNES version is fan translated. You can get it on your Game Boy Advance for a, a pretty penny, but uh, that one has a lot of slowdown and such, so I opted for the uh, emulated version, the fan translated emulated version. And, and it's, you know, it's got these cutesy-looking, you know, SNES JRPG characters, and you're playing like this teenager who acts, you know, pretty much like a kid and, you know, and it's standard fantasy tropes, bad guy, death, destruction, a little time travel, you know, nothing, nothing extraordinary. And uh, at the same time, I'm blogging and I'm t- putting out uh, Twitter, whatever they're called, tweets about my, you know, experience. And someone says, yeah, that trans, uh, you're doing the SNES version, the fan translated one. Oh, that, that one's got some uh, racy uh, stuff in it. Cake. Uh, got a lot of controversy going on on that one i said really it, it's just pretty much like hi my name is bob and i'm here to save the world crap you know this is pretty straightforward and as i'm as i'm like replying to the tweet i go back and play the game my 
I pick up this uh, third or fourth party member who's I think she's like a seven, supposedly a 17 year old girl. Not that you can tell with these sprites uh, in the story. <clears throat> and uh, oh, my gosh, suddenly the language that comes from uh, their mouths in the interaction with this with this girl uh, about doing sexual favors and the such and in using all kinds of details of Fantasia. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, wow. it's just the, the fan translation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, at one point she's dreaming about the hero screwing her, and uh, right there on the bar table. I, I, at first, I thought you know he might even be doing something underneath it. It was really bad. It was so bad. I mean, this game went from a from a G rating to uh, you know an M seventeen rating in about you know twenty minutes flat. It was <laughs> wow. So uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 woke me up. Uh, Which game anywho. was this? Tales of Fantasia. Fantasia. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but speaking of Fantasia, uh, grind- Fantasia was the first one in the series. Um, it was fan translated before it received any sort of official release outside of Japan. Ah, uh, and for everything I read about the, you know, Mike said he had played the Game Boy uh, version and he didn't have much problem. But every, just about every other review I had peeked at and and you know YouTube videos and such complained. Uh, a lot about the uh, slowdown of the Game Boy Advance version. So uh, that's, yeah. Uh, apparently, no one mentioned the fan translated SNES ROM version was <laughs> was lively. So, anywho, uh, so we'll continue to, continue to plug away and, uh, and blog about that. Wait, so, so how do you, what, what is the official translation that was released for that? That's I think that's the GBA one. Ah, okay. Wow. Right. It doesn't have the same language. No, I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess there is no way that released on a Game Boy with that language. Just going to put that out there. Uh, yeah, yeah had, no, that's, that's not present in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a, a, a little part of me is curious what the original game actually had. Was it really Japanese racy or was it the, the fan translators decided to go to town? Do you know, Alex? Second, uh, sorry. Do you know if uh, is it is it is it the fact that the fan translators decide to take a lot of uh, creative um, liberties with the translation, or is it the fact that originally the Japanese was that racy? Do you? Do you know? I imagine it was some liberties being taken. Ah, okay. All righty. Uh, I do not know for certain, but I think that's <laughs> the more You're likely. Option. So, well, I seem uh, to remember the. I seem to remember the main character of um, Tales of Fantasia was kind of cut from the same cloth as the main character from Tales of Destiny. So, just a bit, well, dim. Ooh. Uh, if you're interested in following uh, following my pursuits, of course, you can always uh, you can always go to jcservant.wordpress.com. And there's a link at the top for the RPG track, and that's where I blog about my uh, gaming experiences, as well as follow me on Twitter at, at JCServant, so where I'm oftentimes posting screenshots with funny little jokes under them. Nice. So, that's pretty much it. I haven't had hardly any time, unfortunately, uh, to, 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 to play World of Warcraft um, or any of those other really fun games. Little Clash of Clans here and there, you know, lunch break and the Ugh. such. So I've been only doing like limited garrison stuff in WoW anymore. So I might be done with that for a while. Um, I've uh, my plans this week are probably to play some more Mario games this time on the Wii or Wii U, um, and then uh, finish up the Sky Three side stories. And I don't know what else. See what I feel like. I'm kind of having a 
I'm kind of not sure what I want to play right now, so I'm looking for ideas. Um, Alex, what are you playing this week? Um, I suppose I should play more Criminal Girls. Yeah, you probably should finish that, huh? If you're going to review it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I said I'd write an impression for, I think, either Monday or Tuesday. So, um, apart from that, I'll probably play more Frozen Cortex and the usual Final Fantasy fourteen again. Alright. That's fair. Uh, with that, I think we're done. Anna, Anna, what are you playing this week? Farmville. More Farmville, she says. Okay. Thanks, Anna! Alright, so with that, uh, I think we're going to be done for the week. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. If you'd like to send feedback for the show, we need it in three different ways. Podcast at rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098 and of course, board at rpgamer.com. We go to the message boards and leave your message there. Send us feedback for the show. Send us answers to what sort of questions we should be, or categories we should have in our Game of the Year awards. And with that, thanks everybody. Um, we'll be here next week. Um, and... Go read the game of the year, or yeah, the game of year awards on the uh, site. So with that, thanks Alice, thanks Alex, thanks Phil, thanks Anna, and thank you, dear listener, for joining us for the week. And we'll see you next time. Until then, everybody, goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. There is no exploration in Metroid.